Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Good morning, crypto. Good morning, warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got Mr. Johnny Crypto, Mario, the Node Defender, and we may have a surprise guest later on, but we'll get to that later in the episode. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing how crypto lender Celsius, with over $12 billion in assets under management, has filed for bankruptcy. We discuss the reaction of the market and what to watch from centralized platforms going forward. Bitcoin of America, with over 2,500 ATMs in 31 states, is advancing the education of crypto, as G20 Watchdog warns of robust crypto regulation coming this fall. China's central bank digital currency is continuing to expand, as citizens are currently being arrested for withdrawing funds, and Polygon has a major development after being added to Disney's accelerator program. An ex-Ripple advisor is set to bring in aggressive regulation for the crypto markets, and we break down the latest developments on the XRPL, exposing a document from France on potentially using XRP as the rails for their CBDC. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So we are breaking records this morning, people. We've never just had three on the stream, but it's fitting because I got my brothers with me, Mr. Johnny Crypto. How you feeling this morning, my friend? You know, I'm always doing well, Abs. I'm breathing. I'm six feet above ground, so everything's good. That's all you can hope for. It's great to see my brother Mario there. And good morning to all the warrior maniacs out there who show up every single day. As Coach says, sometimes you just got to show up, and that's what we do here at the Good Morning Crypto Show. Somebody says, it looks like we're short-staffed. The bull wore us out. That could not be true. We are running late with one of our special guests, and I think you guys are going to know who it is. But Mario, how are you feeling this morning, my friend? We prepared so much amazing news for our listeners today. What are you excited about? Yeah, I'm excited about the opportunities in the market. I think that these are great times. Good morning, everyone, before before, before I get started with uh, ranting about crypto. 
but but yeah just a lot of good good stuff that we have uh on the line for for everyone as always we try to do our best to bring the most relevant and impactful crypto related related topics like the uh like the introduction says so uh, yeah abs let's let's get this started let's rock and roll and we're gonna get this thing started the same way we always do by showing you guys our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account, at 3TG and Crypto. We will be live at 8 p.m. tonight. So if you're looking for us, go check us out on our Twitter channel and smash that follow button. The Bitcoin Fear and Greed Index is still sitting in extreme fear this morning. We are at an 18. Nothing worth addressing here until we climb out of that extreme fear range. But we are sitting at $890 billion in total market cap. Bitcoin is 42% dominance. Ethereum is just about 15%. Bitcoin is sitting at $19,900 this morning. A little bit of bearish price action after the news from the Fed, but we're going to dive into that later in the episode. Ethereum is $1,100. XRP is $0.31. Cents. Cardano is $0.42. Cents. Avalanche, just below $19. Kronos is $0.11. Cents. Stellar is $0.10. Cents. And Hedera Hashgraph is still sitting at $0.06. Cents. I'd love to hear from the Node Defender here. Mario, what catches your attention this morning? Yeah, I mean, yesterday we had a full moon, so that usually signals a little bit of a bearish energy in the market. I was actually expecting something a little more dramatic. Uh, when we saw the inflation numbers come in, we did see that like a little bit of a correction or a little bit of a selling pressure or panic selling, however you want to call it. I was expecting yesterday because it was full moon. And when we saw the Celsius the Celsius news come out, come out at the end of the day, which I'm not going to say what it is, but we'll be talking about it. But I was expecting a little bit of more of a panic sell, but I guess it was already baked into the market. But essentially, you know, nothing has changed for me. Um, I continue to to expect the market to kind of go sideways, maybe down is some more. I'm not expecting anything major uh, throughout this year. Um, I'm not expecting anything major throughout the next year, just because I'm going to stay fundamental with the cycles. Uh, that's the only thing we can really count for. And I know that there's a lot of new catalysts. I know that we have regulation that's going to play a massive, massive role. I know we're, we have institutional adoption that's going to play a massive role, but um, until history proves to be different, I'm going to continue thinking that it's going to continue to, to rhyme. Johnny Crypto, we're showing the Bitcoin price chart here. And one thing is that is absolutely clear is every time we get a 70% pullback, that appears to be the bottom of our bear market. What are you watching in the market today? One of the projects that I've been keeping an eye on is Quant. So much development happening, and we're getting some price action even during this bear market. What catches your attention, Johnny? Oh, first of all, I love Quant. You guys know that. Um, and I, uh, I actually reached out to iTrust yesterday and asked them to add Quant to their uh, portfolio offerings. So I hope they will. If you guys are iTrust members, everybody out there, start flooding the gates. Send emails to iTrust and ask them to add Quant to the iTrust Capital um, portfolio as an option because they they will do uh, they will try to accommodate if they get a lot of requests. So guys, send the Send a note to them and say, hey, we want Quant. But um, So I'm watching Quant, but I actually did buy yesterday. Uh, bought some, I bought some more Uniswap. I bought Mana because I love Mana. And I bought Atom. So those three, you know, as I, as I think about trying to add to the portfolio. You know, not a lot, but I dollar cost average when I can. And I like Mana at 77 cents. And again, these could go lower. And I'm prepared for that. I'm not expecting this to be the ultimate bottom. But I like it at this position. I like buying when Bitcoin is near the bottom of the line, like you said, and not the top of the line. So to me, it's as good as time as any to start dollar cost averaging. Johnny Watch. Crypto, it's only fitting that we have 111 live listeners out there. She'll show us some love and smash that like button. One, one, one this morning. What catches my attention in the market right now is that people are more fearful than ever. 
all I'm seeing on the news and on, on crypto Twitter is the fact that people think we're going to touch $10,000, $12,000, $13,000 on Bitcoin. Me personally, I think we've went through most of our bearish price action. Even if we touch those levels, that's just another opportunity for me to dollar cost average in at lower prices. But we do have some breaking news this morning. So that's the first thing we're going to address. Breaking news. So 175,000 ATMs will have Bitcoin enabled starting this week. This is very, very exciting for mass adoption. This is going to take place within the United States. Johnny Crypto, how do you feel about this news? You know, as we talk about all the time, this to me, like people are saying <laughs> Bitcoin's going to go away. Bitcoin's not going to make it. Bitcoin's going to crash. Well, you know, if you start making it available like this, when something becomes simple and easy to use, you know, that's when it actually gets used. So I suspect that we will see. I think Bitcoin is here to stay. We were talking about this yesterday on the show, and some people think it may go. Uh, I really don't. I mean, 175,000 ATMs using Bitcoin. That's crazy. I mean, think about that. That's a shit ton of Bit um, of ATMs. So it's just going to drive um, adoption when you make something easily accessible. That's one of the key early indicators that you, you you know you would think that it's going to be here to stay and it should increase the demand one of the things that i'm going to be looking for is when do people start spending these digital assets to purchase goods and services we're clearly not at the point yet where that makes sense but mario how do you feel about this news yeah well this is another thing that and this is the reason why we talk about bitcoin so much is because bitcoin is always that first cryptocurrency that that takes the lead in a lot of in a lot of the adoption and this is just another example. Hyaslung is massive. I know that, you know, a lot of people may not re know what it is, but I actually have one of these ATMs in, in one of my uh, retail stores. So uh, the fact that they will be incorporating the ability to buy and sell Bitcoin, that's that's massive because Hyaslung, I believe, is one of the is one of the brands that has the most ATMs across across the United States. So that's pretty big there. And and I, I we continue to see that clarity over from Bitcoin, whether you know, it's okay if we like Bitcoin. It's okay if we don't like Bitcoin. But um, the good thing is that it continues to to push adoption and push push uh, clarity for for the crypto market. Whoops, sorry, I had the mute button click. But thank you, Mario. And I'm just getting our first article ready for today because we got some super interesting news. If you guys are enjoying this content, show us some love and smash that like button because we're about to dive into some central bank digital currency news happening in China today. China's central bank's digital currency is set to expand, and we're watching it happen right before our eyes. Over 4,500,000 merchants across the country can now accept their digital currency. The head of monetary policy at the People's Bank of China announced that the country would be expanding the number of digital yuan test sites in the country from 11 all the way to 23. They're spread out across 15 of the 31 provinces in China, and this stuff is just becoming more accessible for the everyday person within the Chinese borders. The e trials during the first half of 2022 were a massive success, especially at the Beijing Olympics. They demonstrated to be an invaluable tool in improving the quality of life, stimulating consumption, growing internal demand, and ensuring steady economic development through its functions with smart contract utility. Chinese consumers have spent collectively $264 million in transactions using the yuan, and this is going to be accessible to over $4 million 500,000 merchants across the entire country of China. And this is going to be massive for the development of CBDCs around the world. We know that China is typically ahead of the game when it comes to technology. And this is another example of that. Johnny, we're going to dive into the news about Chinese citizens actually getting arrested for trying to withdraw funds from the banks. But what does this news say to you here? 
I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> Freaking nuts getting your worth trying to use your money. It's just crazy. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, the Chinese are going to be pushing. They're going to try to push for a strong adoption of the wand. You know, as you see here, as a smart contract utility, again, I think that's, again, they're just looking for that expansion. But we know this is coming. We know that they want to uh, make this something that's going to be part of their future. So uh, I'm not surprised by it at all. I think, you know, they always use events to do it, right? What did you say it was? The Olympics are coming uh, soon? Uh, yeah. So in 2022, they rolled out their central bank digital currency at the Beijing Olympics. Yes, exactly. It's how they do it, right? They use these things as catalysts because they know it's going to be a group of people there and they can use that to exploit it. So, yeah, to me, it's uh, no surprise there. I think this is gonna, we're going to continue to see more news like this over the years. So, Johnny, I do want to have an open discussion about what's taking place from people getting arrested for actually trying to withdraw their own money. What does that say to you about the fact that we may not own any of the money that we think we own within our bank accounts and we're witnessing that take place in China? We saw some scary stuff happen in Canada this year. When are you anticipating any of this stuff coming to the Western fronts like America, England, and those developed countries? Well, I mean, Jesus, God, I hope I hope that, that we never get that here, right? I think um, at the end of the day, the reason why we're here in these countries is for freedom. And we hope that we have that freedom and it's going to exist, right? We have the choice to be able to <clears throat> do what we want, when we want, with our money. And to, to hear that is just extremely discouraging and frightening that you're getting arrested for taking your your own money out i mean jesus christ is that stuff that you don't even want to think about but i uh, yeah i i don't i don't hope i hope we never have that situation here abs if we do it's going to be a really 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 ugly ugly oh my god and that would be i mean we saw when the bank runs happened you know and we had a great depression and you were able to get your money out for those who got there quick imagine here if you went to the banks and you couldn't and you were getting arrested what they would do it'd be crazy and we got a funny comment. This is said, this is the reason your grandparents buried money in the backyard and under the mattress. It wasn't my grandparents, actually. It was my father. But I do want to kick it to Mario here because he's got, <laughs> he's got a bunch of knowledge. And one of the things that we always talk about on our trailer is how they're going to incentivize the everyday person to start using the central bank digital currency. That's exactly what China's doing here. So users received a completely free airdrop of the digital one that they could spend as a gift in specified platforms and in-app merchant term terminals. So this is going to incentivize users to purchase goods and services using the digital wand. What catches my attention here is the fact that they gave it to them for free and they told them where they were allowed to spend it. We always talk about that happening with universal basic income within the United States. Once we have free money, they're going to tell you where you can spend it. It's not going to be free money that you're going to have total control of. It's government controlled money. Mario, what does this say to you? Yeah, well, this is the way that they bring in people into the into this new platform that they're building. They're they're giving something away for free, and I think uh, Jamaica did the same thing at some point when they were developing, uh, when they rolled out their CBDC. And the thing is, everybody, most of the time, when 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 uh, people are talking about CBDCs, and um, I feel like the sentiment is people are excited to get CBDCs out because they think it's going to help with the crypto market. They think it's going to create hype in the crypto market, but the reality of CBDCs is that it's going to bring way more control to the governments, and exactly what you just said, they will be able to they will be able to control how you're spending your money, where you're spending your money, force you to spend your money, penalize you if you're not spending your money. Um, it's not it's not good at all, honestly. Um, it, it's going to take a lot of the freedom away, and certainly, you know, the fact that people were keeping their cash under the mattress. I mean, at least with your cash under the mattress, you have some kind of physical control over it uh people keeping their money in the bank 
you always run the risk of anything happening. You know, bank runs, the, 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 these things that we're seeing in China, they, they are a perfect example of, of what can happen and how much power a, a government actually has. And if your money is there, then it's, it's at the mercy of, of, of them telling you that you can't touch it. <laughs> because, you know, what is the dollar nowadays? The dollar is, is, is the faith in the government. The value and the is the faith in the government. And the reality is, Mara, why would you put your money in the bank anyway? It's not like right. they're giving you interest. You know, what is it? Right. Point, oh, I, I, point zero, zero, one, five percent? Really? You're going to put your money in the bank? The only reason why yeah. my money's in the bank a little bit is because I got to pay bills. Like that, That's the money that's in the bank. So it comes in and it goes out. But the rest of the money, it makes zero sense to put money in a bank at point zero, zero, one, five percent. You're just, you're, you know, I mean, it makes, it's just, it makes no sense. Well, Johnny, one of the things you got to remember is that by 2030, you're going to own nothing and be happy about it. So we're just witnessing the evolution of that take place. They're going to have us renting and not owning anything going forward. And if it was up to them, we'd have no freedom either. But one of the things that we always talk about on our channel is how regulation is going to be the fundamental difference in this market that takes us and makes us the 12th sector of this economy. And here's some positive news here. G20 Watchdog announces robust global crypto regulation is coming in October. Johnny Crypto, what do we always talk about here with Kevin O'Leary is that he says after midterm elections, we're going to see crypto regulation come out all over the planet. And that's exactly what G20 is saying here. Internal regulation and supervision of crypto asset activities. Well, that's imminent. And the G20 watchdog is committed to promoting internal consistency of regulation and the supervisory among all nations involved. An effective regulatory framework to ensure the crypto asset activities posing risks similar to traditional finance activities are subject to the same regulatory outcomes. So I know this is very wordy here, but what they're trying to do is provide rules and guidelines for us to understand what projects are going to be successful here and which projects are going to get wiped out of the market going forward because they're not abiding by these rules and guidelines. Johnny Crypto, how do you feel about crypto regulation coming in October and how many massive centralized platforms are we going to see get wiped out before then? Well, I mean, first of all, you know, this, this uh, group here does not have any, unfortunately, authority over putting regulation into um, power. All they can do is they're more of a recommending body, but it's good that you've got discussions. It's good that you've got this group that's saying, hey, this is kind of what that regulatory framework should look like. The discussion is what matters, and it's good that it's happening. You know where I stand on it. I absolutely don't care what the regulation looks like. I just want it to freaking come because the sooner it comes, the sooner it brings legitimacy to this market and that's what this market needs right now i mean go turn on the news you know what you're hearing you know what go check on google google cryptocurrency everybody's talking about how it's a ponzi scheme it's fake it's not real it's a scam 32 percent of people said yesterday it's garbage i mean so so the reality is you know regulation is the only one true thing that's going to bring this market into the elements of the market that they want into place um, through regulation. And that's when the money in the floodgates will open up. Just to take a quick step back, somebody said, where is everyone holding their money if you're not holding it in the banks? Johnny Crypto and Mario, I'd love to hear from you guys. Yeah, uh, so where's everybody holding? Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, to be honest with you, uh, my, a lot of mine is in gold and silver, physical, and it's protected with lead. So I got plenty of metals. Um, lead is the most important one to protect it. And then a lot of it's in crypto, right? So it's in crypto and it's in, in my Nexo where I'm earning some interest. Just be very careful that if you see these really, really, really high interest gains like a Celsius, right? I mean, we saw that they were giving away big numbers and now they're underwater. So 
You've got to be very careful. At the end of the day, there's no reason why a crypto market should be outperforming interest rates way, way higher than the standard market. Because there's nothing, I mean, we still live in the same world. So if the standard market gives you dividends, I think on a good top stock is three or 4%. Why, you know, you got to question when the crypto space is giving you 15%. You better do your research and know where that 15% is coming from. How is it being funded? Is it being funded by just somebody else buying in? If it is, then you don't want in. It's got to be from some kind of, you know, product or source or, or something sustainable. Um, so for me, you know, I actually like lower rate. When I see 3 or 4% in the crypto space, I feel better because I know it's probably really realistic and sustainable. So things like Nexo, I think it was like 3 or 4% I'm getting on my XRP um, and XLM and things like that. That's what I'm doing with it. And, um, and, and then gold and silver. Yeah, Mario, I'd love to kick it back to you here because we can talk about where you're storing things besides banks. But one of the things that we always talk about is the regulation aspect of this. And when regulation comes out, this is going to be a much safer environment for the everyday investor. What gets you excited about regulation? And what are some of the things that you're not excited about when regulation finally rolls around? So I think the, the positives of regulation is going to be um, it's going to be the, the adding of clarity to the space. And with the adding of clarity to the clarity to the space, then institutions and and uh, adoption can continue to happen. So this one trillion dollar market that we see now can turn into ten trillion dollars, uh, twenty trillion dollars. You know that over time, I'm not saying it's going to happen within the next two or three years, but over time, it's going to add that clarity and confidence for for institutions and investors to come into the space. Because let's face it, especially you know recently, the crypto market is again known for being a wild west. It's known for being super risky. It's known for being a place where you're going to gamble and most likely lose your money. So that doesn't give confidence to people. That doesn't give confidence to smart investors because people that are playing with, with, with pennies or a couple of dollars here and there, I think that they're more prone to put their money into crypto here in, uh, a little bit. But the smart investor that realizes the, the risk of investing in crypto are not really likely to, to put their money in crypto. So I think that that's going to be the positive that's going to come out of it. Now, the negative is that it's going to get rid of a lot of projects that essentially have no utility. So I think this is a as good as as good as good enough time for anybody that has uh, cryptocurrency to assess their portfolio, go over your holding, see what cryptos you're holding, consolidate the cryptos that you simply bought because of hype. Especially during the last year, there was a lot of meme coins. There was a lot of... You know, uh, in the chat, I saw DeFi projects, nodes and all that stuff. And that's all good and, and sound when we're in a, in a bull run. But now that we're in a bear market and the hype is no longer there, it's going to expose the projects that had no utility, the projects that really have no future. So this is the, the perfect time. If you still have any cryptocurrencies that have no utility, have no fundamentals, consolidate them into something else, into something that you believe has potential, whether it's Bitcoin for you or Ethereum or Cardano or XRP. Just make sure you're, you're, you're getting educated with the cryptocurrency that, that you hold. And if you believe it has potential long-term, then you should be consolidating. This is the best time to, 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 to do that. You know, Johnny, one, one of the things... Oh, go one ahead, Johnny. thing I wanted to add, Abs, one of the places that I have put a, lot, a good amount of money to is also real estate. So now, now I think real estate right now is not a good time to buy because interest rates are going up and I believe the real estate market is going to crash. But, you know, if that is another great place where if you're willing to, if you want to create, I won't call it passive income because real estate, even though it's classified as passive, it's active. You work for it. You have headaches with it. But 
it is another great place where if you own that real estate, you can create that income, steady income, and you also get capital appreciation over time. So certainly another option could be real estate as well, but just not right now. You got to wait for the Fed to finish raising rates before that becomes uh, a viable option, in my opinion. But I just thought I'd throw that out there because it is another potential place to put your money if you don't want to put it in the bank. Appreciate that, Johnny. And one of the questions that people continue to ask is what's going to happen to a lot of these exchanges when regulation comes around and specifically the non-regulated exchanges like BitTru. What are you guys anticipating once we get some form of regulation that's going to happen to those platforms? I'd love to start with the Node Defender. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, so for anybody, I think BitTru, the problem with BitTru is that they're not regulated within the United States and you're technically not supposed to be using BitTru within the United States. Now, everybody does the same for Binance back in the days. You were not supposed to use it, and everybody did until they got regulated and they were forced to kick U.S. users out of their platform. They then launched the Binance U.S. part of part of uh, their platform. So I really, I really uh, do, I think that's a, a really good point. Please be careful. If you have any funds in any exchange that you know is not regulated within the U.S., and if you are within the U.S., then make sure you're, you're, you're staying on top of it. Um, I think that for now, everything's okay. And my belief is that if something does happen, then they will give you a lead way. They will give you a, a, um, a certain time frame for you to get your funds out. But just be on top of it. If you have a significant amount, just make sure that you're you're paying attention and you're getting your funds out if the if the warning gets gets put out. But if you have the ability to just self custody, send it to your to your own wallet, stake it if you have the opportunity to stake it. Um, no centralized staking and just I'm talking about like these the no centralized earning I should say I'm talking about the actual staking so yeah just just make sure you you know where you, your funds are and and try not to get caught on the back end of regulation and, and lose those funds yeah I think that the US market is the the largest market in the world and in the crypto we know it's the second largest um, so I think that <clears throat> BitTru and other comp country uh, exchanges that are non-regulated will do exactly what what Binance and other ones that they're going to say they're going to they're going to want a piece of this market and i think they'll end up um conforming to the u.s market when regulation comes because that's what they need they need the rules they need to know what what they have to confide to and i think they'll put those rules in place now for the ones that don't they'll probably give you 30 days to get your stuff off the exchange and i have quite a bit of bit true and i'll just move it off when the time comes if that happens but right now, I actually like their Power Piggy. For me, I've got all my stuff. I don't want to say staked, but it's earning there. Um, and I like it. It's simple. I can move it, sell it, unstake it instantly. I get a decent percentage. So I think that you're going to see these exchanges, the ones that want to, that are, that are, that are kind of relatively good in size, I think you're going to see them conform to the U.S. rules because they're going to want to play here. Yes, guys. And if you're enjoying this content, we got 166 live listeners out there. Show us some love and smash that like button. We're going to continue to bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. But we have some amazing news for you guys. Yesterday, we had an interview with the Bearable Bull and we deep dive into the real world utility that Flare is going to be implementing, not only for XRP, but for the entire crypto industry as a whole. He even went as far as to call it the Ethereum killer. Well, one of the things that I've been watching this week is how this token it's been skyrocketing, going from about 27 cents to over 57 cents in just three days' time. Smart contracts are now going live, and we're seeing the testnet is now live as well. How do you guys feel about the implementation of Flare Networks? We know that it's brand new. We're waiting on that airdrop. 15% of our airdrop will be dropped in September. Mario, what are you watching? Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to sit on the sidelines and wait. Um, 
you know, the airdrop people are, people are, uh, I think people are being a little greedy cause they're, they're like, Oh, I can't, you know, they, they said last year and now they're saying this year and now they're saying September and you're getting free money. So, you know, if, if, it, if you get it today, tomorrow, next week, I get it. They should have been more professional with how they present their timeframes. That's something that I can agree with. And that's something I can, we can hold them accountable for or, or against them. But, um, but as far as the airdrop, it's free money that we're all receiving. So, but I am keeping an eye out on the platform. I have been using Songbird. I have been staking my, my Songbird or delegating, I should say. And uh, I am keeping an eye out for Flare. As soon as I get my first airdrop, I'll be playing around with the platform, getting to, getting to learn a little bit of the feel of how all the different aspects of their DeFi ecosystem works. So I'm excited about that part for sure. As far as the airdrop, for sure, it's exciting, but I'm not. I'm really not trying to count that. Count on that, I should say. Yes, and I'm actually working on a video right now. Me and Coach JV last year when we first met each other built out a PowerPoint talking about how Flare is going to change the entire world of DeFi. I'm working on a video right now that's going to break down all the details of what Flare is going to be doing going forward. But I want to kick it to Johnny Crypto here, Johnny. People always talk about Flare being the Ethereum killer, and we call Cardano the Ethereum killer, but one of the things we know is Ethereum, it sounds like it's going to die. What catches your attention with Flare, and how optimistic are you on the ecosystem that they're building right now? You know, <laughs> Flare, it's one of those things where you lose credibility when you cry wolf too many times, and that's what they did. So frankly, to be honest with you, I'm just doing what Mario's doing. Now. I'm just sitting back. I'm waiting. I bought some Flare IOUs because I didn't have xrp at the time so i'm not going to get any flare uh, or spark token but i do believe what's going to happen is when people get all that free spark token it's going to tank i think they're all going to a lot of people are going to dump it and you're going to see that thing drop like a rock and that so johnny johnny the only reason i want to jump in there is because flare actually came out yesterday and built in a protocol where you have to be active with your flare tokens if you get this initial airdrop and you dump it on the open market you will not be receiving the remaining 85 percent of your airdrop. yeah people people won't read people won't read that They'll, they'll dump it because it's going to be, I mean, there'll be some people that will follow it, but the majority of people won't even know that and they'll dump it and then they'll realize they lost it. Um, but I, but I know they are rolling it out where it's only, I think 15% of the time and only so many months. So they're trying to do everything in their power to keep it stable. But we saw what happened to songboard songbird and that thing got dropped like a rock. So whenever there's free money like that sooner or later, it might not happen in the beginning, but it's going to tank. I would suspect. Uh, Fair enough. But, you know, who knows? Just my opinion. I could be wrong. But anyway, nonetheless, um, I like, though, the Flare platform. I like the things, the elements they're building. I like the staking. There's so many. There's like six different things. I remember when we did this last year, we put a video together on this. There's multiple aspects. I think you did a you did a presentation, as you said, looking at six different ways you can use the platform. So I think the utility will be there, Abs. I think in the long run, Flare could be a good thing. Is it an Ethereum killer? I don't. Hell no. I don't think anywhere near that. Cardano maybe has the best chance, and I don't even think that is an Ethereum killer. I told you the only Ethereum killer is Ethereum. That's interesting. That's a very interesting take, Johnny. If they don't go to 2.0, they're going to kill themselves. One of the things that I think is important to understand about Flare is you might not want to dump your tokens because you're actually going to be able to utilize them in their ecosystem, earning 
by staking and using them for loans and new protocols. So I do think there's tons of incentive for people to not dump their free airdrop on the open market. But like you said, if people don't take the time to educate themselves, they're not going to know a lot of this information. And that's exactly why we do this show. We got 183 live listeners out there. Show us some love and smash that like button. We interviewed the bearable bull yesterday. So if you're looking to find some more information about quant, HBAR, XRP, we deep dive on all that. So go check out that video. But we're going to dive into our next video, next article for today, which is some very bullish news. Polygon has actually joined Disney's accelerator program to develop AR, NFT, and AI experiences. Polygon is going to be one of six companies selected to participate in Disney's 2022 accelerator program, a business and development program designed to spur the growth of innovative companies all around the world. The program, which begins this week, is looking to develop new technologies within augmented reality, non-fungible tokens, and artificial intelligence. What catches my attention here is not only that they chose Polygon to develop on, but the fact that Disney is getting involved in AR, NFTs, and AI experiences. I think we're only going to see more and more of this stuff going forward, but I'd love to start off with the Node Defender. Mario, how do you feel about this news? Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is the fact that um, we see all these different uh, companies utilizing different platforms, whether it's Polygon, Avalanche, Ethereum. So that tells me that the future of blockchain, and you know, I I already believe that to begin with, has to be multi-chain. It has to have interoperability. There has to be a way that all these blockchains can communicate with each other because there's there's different blockchains being chosen for different things. And we have Ethereum, we have like the news says Polygon. The other very important thing is the fact that AR, NFTs, AI, and then we have VR, which is the virtual reality. These are all things that that are going to be very important for the future of technology. And there, we are still so early, and we are still so early with AR. We are still so early with VR. And artificial artificial intelligence is going to be massive going forward for any aspect of 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 technology, any aspect of of how you use technology as well, whether it's you know, talking to your Alexa at home and asking her to get some stuff done or whether it is because you're trying to get, I've seen some really cool stuff like you, they, they have AIs where you can get a blog post generated by the AI just by you giving it um, a simple phrase of what you want that blog post to be. So AI is going to be massive, not to mention all the different, you know, robots and stuff, which does scare me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. You know, that Sophia robot that, uh, or the, the sister of Sophia Robot, that BitBoy interviewed the other day. That's a little bit scary to think about. It reminds me of a few movies that it doesn't end too well for, for us humans. But but yeah, it's just, the, the, the prominent thing, and or I guess the important thing that, that I look at on that article is the fact that the future has to be multi-chain. You're spot on, Mario. And I want to kick it to Johnny here because we not we do not talk about Polygon very often, but it is a blockchain I'm bullish on. I just don't have that much in my portfolio, so I'm not deep diving on the development that's taking place as much as I am some of those other currencies. How do you feel about Polygon, Johnny? I know that Bearable Bull is a huge advocate. What are some of your opinions? I love Polygon. I've been in it for a long time now. Anything that helps reduce the cost of Ethereum gas you know, is a good thing. And I know Gonzo was talking about as they bring on the uh, switch, the merger to 2.0, apologize for the background noise there. As they bring on the, the switch or merger to 2.0, he said Matic was going to be a part of that as well. And it's going to be a big element of it. So for that reason alone, but now having a merger with Disney, are you kidding me? That's one of the you know largest companies in the world. You want to talk about instant credibility um and yes gonzo i do listen i love you brother um when you want to talk about credibility 
it's almost instant credibility when a company like that says, hey, we've chosen you. Now, Mario touched on something that's important. He said that he sees it all multi-chain. If you have multi-chain, what do you need? You need communication. That's where quant, chain link, you know, Adam, those things come in. And that's why I love those as well. And you, you, know, you want to make sure that you're kind of diversified throughout all the different segments. This one being a smart contract segment. I can tell you right now, Abs, I have Pygon in my smart contract segment going forward. I love it. And somebody actually said we're mooning at the moment. So very exciting news for all of our Polygon holders out there. But we brought a ton of interesting news for you guys. And one of the videos that I thought was worth showing our listeners is Jay Clayton talking about if he knows who Satoshi Nakamoto is. One of the things that caught my attention here is his body language is very, very off during this video. So for any of our listeners who are watching on the live stream, check out his body language and his response. Very interesting. We also showed you a video yesterday of Homeland Security's investigation claiming they tracked down Satoshi Nakamoto, and it was a group of four men in California. But we'll dive into that after this clip plays. We're going to let this play and get some comments from the group. Here we go. Do you have any idea who Satoshi Nakamoto actually is? So when did you start? <laughs> By the way, do you think the SEC ever tried to figure it out? Not with any success. Okay. No, I was actually really curious. No. Um, let's hope. So I found that to be interesting because his response was very misleading. It seemed inauthentic, but we actually showed a video of you guys yesterday talking about how government agencies have actually tracked down Satoshi Nakamoto, and it was a, gr for, a group of four men in California. There's always been rumors about David Schwartz being one of those four individuals, but how do you feel about what we're watching here? Do you think Jay Clayton knows who Satoshi Nakamoto is, and why do you think his body language is so misleading? Uh, we'll start off with Johnny. I actually think that some of the elites know who it is because they created it. It's probably a government agency that did it. It's not Satoshi Nakamoto or whatever, Yakamoto. It's not that. It's it's some. That's probably a code name for something. Uh, but, yeah, some of these guys definitely know who it is. And uh, they put it out there to kind of create a trial and learn from it. That's how they operate. That's how they do things. And so it doesn't really matter who he is. It, like, seriously. You want to talk about distraction? Like, they got everybody looking this way while they're going to be slapping CBDCs and UBI on you this way. It doesn't matter who he is. Who cares? Why does it matter? What matters is whether or not we believe the real-world solve cryptocurrencies we're investing in are going to drive the future. That's all that matters, folks. Don't lose sight of that. Don't get distracted. Don't let them you know, get you looking at who the hell Satoshi is. It doesn't matter, in my opinion. Awesome, and I'd love to kick it to the No Defender next. Mario, what catches your attention during this video, and what do you think about Jay Clayton's reaction? I mean, look at the face he made when he asked a question. It seems very misleading. What are some of your thoughts? Yeah, there's no way that nobody not knows who he is. Somebody has to know who he is, or multiple people know who he is. I agree with Johnny 100%. And for us, I mean, it doesn't really matter. It, it really is just distraction. It really is just to keep people on the guessing and, and not really know not really realize what the end goal of, of Bitcoin was to begin with. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, does he know whether who Satoshi is? I mean, his body language certainly tells me that he probably does, but I, I just don't know, <laughs> but, but I think somebody knows for sure. Exactly. Mario. And we got 205 live listeners out there. Show us some love and smash that like button because we're going to continue working our behinds off behind the scenes, bringing you guys the most relevant and impactful crypto related topics. And one of the articles I found last night while I was deep diving is the fact that the central bank of France is eyeing XRP as a basis for its digital Euro. One of the things we always talk about is how ripple is partnered with the digital pound foundation, and they're going to be building 
the digital euro with the help of Ripple. And this is another example of that. This article is a little bit older. It's from May of 2021, but there are so many important quotes that I thought are relevant even during today's economic situation. So CPA Australia released a report that says the Central Bank of France is considering using Ripple and XRP as a potential platform for issuing its digital euro. So the Central Bank Digital Currencies, a comparison review was released and the document revealed that the French Central Bank has been in discussions with Ripple and XRP as a possible basis for launching its digital euro. Bitcoin is too risky when it comes to means of exchange and Ethereum, it's decentralized. It cannot be controlled by any government. What I thought was interesting is they're actually outlining how Ripple being a centralized currency is a benefit when launching a central bank digital currency. Johnny Crypto, there's so many different directions we could take this here. So I'm just going to leave the floor open. What catches your attention about Ripple being used as a central bank digital currency and the fact that the central banks, well, they're calling it centralized? Yeah, I mean, so this is kind of, and if you think about it, this is what Ripple was designed and created for it to do. So it makes total sense that they would want, you know, be investigating it. Bitcoin is totally inefficient in the it, it, it shouldn't even be in the topic. It, should, it was never even considered to do it. Or maybe it was, but it certainly wouldn't now based on where Bitcoin, what Bitcoin turned out to be. Ethereum being uh, decentralized. Now, the funny thing you talk about is you hear this argument all the time between uh, XRP holders and non-holders as whether or not XRP is decentralized. And there's this whole argument of it is, and there's this whole argument that it isn't. Here's the reality. Whether it is or isn't, there ain't no way a central bank is going to pick something that is decentralized. It doesn't work that way, folks. <laughs> the banks want control. And the only way they control something is through centralization. Uh, hello, central bank. The reason we're the world central, right? So um, they will, If and I believe XRP has a private version that can be centralized that will work with banks. And that element of it uses the, I should say Ripple has that. And that element uses the XRP uh, currency, I believe, as one of the options for liquidity. So, yeah, it's good to hear that. I know the article is a little bit older. It'd be interesting to see where the French landed on that and if they're still looking at XRP. I wonder if we can get a follow up on that article. Abs, it'd be really good to find out where, you know, what, what the study found and where the, what they chose to do. Yes. And you know what's interesting is that I did study what they were looking at in the future and they actually said that they were not going to be using XRP because of the centralized aspect of that. So one of the important parts of this article is the fact that they've shifted the development away from a centralized digital currency and instituting a digital euro with the help of Ripple. But Mario, I want to hear from you here. What do you feel about a central bank digital currency and how XRP could affect the entire global banking system? Yeah, I mean, that's like Johnny said, that's what Ripple set out to do. That's what the mission was to begin with. So I, I just don't think I just don't think, unfortunately, and I know that this is the reason why people believe in crypto and this is the reason why people get into crypto. And it's, it's the main thing that always gets pushed is the decentralization part of crypto. But I, I just I don't think that crypto will be as decentralized as people hope it, it will be. Of course, there will be certain cryptos that will be more decentralized than others. But I, I believe that the, the real future is going to be more centralized than decentralized, unfortunately. And, and not to mention the fact that crypto is an, is, is an internet technology. It is a technology that runs over the, it runs on the internet. Blockchain is a technology that runs on the block on, on the internet. And the internet is not decentralized at all. You have central entities that own the internet. Um, and I think you have like three or four that own like the majority of, of the internet rails over the world. So 
crypto can only be as decentralized as the internet will allow it to be. And the internet, as we know, it is is centralized. Th those connections are centralized. So I just don't see crypto being as decentralized as people are pushing it or hope that it will be. So to tie it back to the article, yeah, I I I'm intrigued to see what what Euro will choose for for its platform for its for its CBDC platform. Uh, we've heard many times Ripple say that they can totally. Or we've heard rumors that Ripple can totally develop a private version of the XRPL, and that would that would not allow any any person like me or you guys or the people watching this to to ever get involved. So I don't know. I I, I honestly sometimes find myself thinking whether CBDCs will actually have any kind of positive impact in in the in crypto as we know it, or whether they will have any kind of positive impact in in XRP and and the hope that everybody has that XRP will ever make these extravagant highs and, and make everybody rich. One of the things that we can watch for is government and institutional adoption. And that's exactly what our next article is. X Ripple Advisor begs top position in financial regulation. So this is very, very interesting, not only for Ripple, but for the entire development of the crypto industry. The Senate approved Barr to take a position of the vice chairman of supervision at the Federal Reserve. The Senate voted a 66 to 22 to approve Barr's position, and he is the former treasurer official during the ex-president Barack Obama's tenure. He served at the advisory board of Ripple Labs for quite a while, and he said innovation in payments can help make the financial system safer, reducing costs, and improving access and efficiency for customers and businesses alike. Barr is known for, for Barr is known as an advocate for his aggressive regulation, and some have even accused him of favoring individuals over financial firms. He said that Bitcoin not only generates huge mining costs, but they're also inefficient designs in the long run. A central bank digital currency might offer the government might further the government's goals for financial inclusion. So not only is he an advocate of decentralization or sorry, centralization, but he's an advocate for central bank digital currencies. Johnny Crypto, I think it's fitting we start with you here. How are you feeling? This? What do you think about this news, my friend? Well, you know, it's it's great to see that you have folks who have crypto experience coming into the central, you know, into the central bank, right? So that's what you want to see if you're a crypto advocate. We all know that CBDCs are coming. We know the central banks are adopting it. We just don't know what it's going to be and what rails they're going to use yet. Those guys already know. We just don't know. Um, so I, I love seeing, you know, folks from from Ripple, the company that we, you know, we believe in, going into these places i mean you would think that he knows all about their technology and if he's sitting in there he could be an advocate for that for that you know push for that so always a good sign when you see the right people moving into positions but it's also an indicator to tell you what's coming but again we already know that so no surprise here it's just kind of um kind of just makes sense to me i'm, I'm glad to see that happen I want to give a shout out to Dominic Dozier. He said I had his back, and of course I'm going to have our listeners' backs because you always have ours. But I want to kick it to the Node Defender here because, Mario, one of the things that's important to understand is that Rosie Rios is also an advisor for Ripple. So we've got top government and federal officials all across the board when it comes to Ripple. What catches your attention here, and how do you feel that Barr is known for aggressive regulation? Well, you know what gets me excited? It gets me excited that or XRP could be used for cross-border payments. It gets me excited that companies like MoneyGram, which we know moved over to XLM, companies like that could potentially utilize XRP to solve a problem, which is the cross-border payments, make it cheaper for consumers, make it faster, make the payments 
um, make the payments catch up with the days that we're living in today. And everything is at fast pace. You know, we have the internet that works at faster speeds than ever. So we need the payments to be as fast as, as, as technology is nowadays. So that makes me excited. CBDCs does not make me excited because I know what CBDCs, I know what the end goal of CBDCs is. I could see what, what they're trying to accomplish with it. I understand it. Our currencies need to go digital. It's the future. You know, monetary value is going to come to the internet. It's the internet of value. That's what they're calling it. So that needs to happen. And I know it. it, it is the future, but it doesn't make me excited. CBDCs does not make me excited. So it doesn't make me excited to see stuff like, um, you know, Ripple potentially being being utilized or XRP being utilized for CBDCs because I'm, I personally am not excited for it, but I know it needs to happen. One of the things that's disappointing with central bank digital currencies is the fact that I don't believe it's optional. I think it's a slow play. I think that over the next five to seven years, central bank digital currencies are going to become the main medium of exchange for regular everyday citizens. And they're going to be incentivized more and more to move these currencies and use these currencies as opposed to fiat. But Johnny Crypto, I'd love to hear your closing comments here. When it comes to Ripple, what are your thoughts on Ripple being used for a central bank digital currency? Or are you just more optimistic on the fact that XRP is going to be used for on-demand liquidity between banks? That uh, So two things. There are two different. So what you just talked about were two different elements. Ripple is the company. XRP is just a crypto, cryptocurrency used in their um, in some of their their uh, rails, right? Or their liquidity hub tool. So for me, I actually believe in both and I own both, right? So I bought Ripple. You can buy Ripple at Link2 if you're an accredited investor. And so I believe in Ripple, the company, and all the products and things they're launching, right? So they've got the, the cross-border payment system. They've got the NFT platform. And now they're also looking to get into the DeFi platform. So I love what Ripple as the company is doing. And when the lawsuit gets over their head, that's when they're going to really be able to explode. So from that perspective, love being a Ripple investor. Now, in terms of – and someday they'll go a public IPO. Don't be foolish and buy the APO, guys. <laughs> They're going to do exactly what they did with Coinbase. You're going to be the liquidity. Wait for it to crash, and then you buy it. Again, not financial advice. We're not financial advice. It's just my two cents. In terms of XRP, you know, the jury's still out on that in terms of what it's going to be, but we know Asia loves XRP. We know they're utilizing it in multiple areas. They're planting seeds around the world. We just haven't seen that adoption here in the U.S., and that I've been very consistent saying that's what I want to see here. Uh, is where we get some adoption in the U.S. or will it be the JPM coin, which is probably more likely the scenario. But again, we'll have to wait and see. But for me, the telltale will be when when the when the suit ends, when this lawsuit gets over their head. Where will XRP go? Will we start to see this thing finally make its run um, and be able to grow? So that's that's the thing, Abs. And I think we're getting very close to that because we had a we had a big ruling yesterday. March 10th, 2025 is when ISO protocols are going to become mandatory for global on-demand liquidity. And I think before that date, we're going to see currencies like XRP, XLM, Algorand, IOTA, HBAR, Quant, a profit across the board. But I do want to hear from our listeners because I love to listen to you guys. What are some of the currencies that you're most bullish on over this next five-year period? And which currency are you banking on giving you the most bullish price action over these next couple of years? So please comment in the live chat. And if you're listening after the stream, Comment down below. But we're going to jump into our next article for today, which is that Bitcoin of America's customer service, it's advancing the cryptocurrency industry. So Bitcoin of America is a virtual currency exchange registered as a money service business in the United States. 
They have 2,500 Bitcoin ATMs across 31 states within our borders, and they offer currencies such as Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, Doge, Shiba Inu, and Bitcoin Cash. So if you guys are looking for trash currencies, this is the best place to buy them. No, I'm just I'm only teasing. But Bitcoin of America has started something very unique. They've opened a customer service line where you're able to call their team and ask them crypto-related questions totally for free. I just wanted to get some quick comments from the group. We'll start off with the Node Defender. How do you feel about this company taking advantage of educating the everyday person on this evolving industry? And what do you think it could mean for Bitcoin going forward? Yeah, I think that's what a lot of a lot of the people in this uh, that's what they need in order to understand the market. I think the the reason why us three here and everybody watching the show right now, the reason why we're here and we're talking about cryptocurrencies because we've taken our time to understand it or the people watching, maybe you're new and, you, and you're watching our show because you want to understand it better. You want to be informed. And that, that tends to be the biggest the biggest thing when I talk to people that have have not really gone into researching cryptocurrency they don't understand it is that they they capture whatever the social whatever the media is giving them so the media is giving them that last year uh bitcoin was going to go to a hundred thousand and and the media now is giving them that bitcoin is going to go to ten thousand or thirteen thousand whatever and that the crypto market is is a big ponzi scheme everything in crypto is a ponzi scheme and that all it's a wild west and everybody's going to lose their money but if people take their time to understand the technology, understand that blockchain is the evolution of the internet as we know it, blockchain is going to be able to um, solve a lot of issues, a lot of problems that we have in the world, and it's going to give the internet that evolution that it needs, then people will be able to understand like, okay, I can see why Bitcoin can be considered um, the digital gold, or I can see why Ethereum can be this platform that's going to be used for for NFTs and and house deeds and and uh, and uh, soulbound tokens, where you know you're going to have your 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 university certificate given to you digitally. We know that that's that's that could happen. We know that that could be the future, a future that that that's coming. So once people understand the the utility, the use case, then they can feel more at ease and and they can understand crypto. And the more news like this, the more companies that push out the message and educate people, the better it will be. And, the, and and actually, people will know where to put their money. People will understand the difference between, uh, and again, I know that Shiba Inu probably has a little bit more merit now because of the adoption that it's had. But, you know, people will know the difference between a meme coin and they will know the difference between uh, a meme coin and and a, a real utility like, like uh, Ethereum XRP and not to discredit any others. But I think that's the important the important thing that I take out. Thank you, Mariana. I'd love to hear from Johnny Crypto next. Johnny, how do you feel about people becoming more educated around this space? One of the things you mentioned earlier about Flare is that you don't think a lot of people are going to do the research. And I think that applies to this industry across the board. There's a very small amount of people who are willing to put the time and effort in to really understand what's taking place during this digital revolution. And I think a lot of them are the 197 listeners we have now. But Johnny, I'd love to hear from you. <laughs> I will credit our listeners. They are very, very savvy and sharp. All you guys out there, Node Army, Johnny Ripple. I know I'm going to miss people. Mental X. Dillip, Susie. Susie. They, you, guys, you guys do your homework. You know your shit. You got your shit together. That's why you're here uh, and part of the Academy. So good for you. Um, to me, we have a saying where I work in our company. And I, this is the this is actually almost a very typical thing that I see here is this is kind of one of those examples of they're just throwing spaghetti against the wall and seeing what sticks. Um, you've got, you know, all these different things. We're throwing out Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, Dogecoin, Shiba. Really? Come on. These things are crap. 
but they're throwing them out there because I think they don't. It's an early, early industry. They don't know what's going to work yet. We don't know, right? We're in the very beginnings of something. So what do they do? You go and you throw everything out there. You put everything on the shelf, and then you see what sells. And then you you remove the stuff off the shelf that doesn't sell. And that's kind of what I feel is happening here. It's like, hey, let's just put a bunch of these coins out there. Let's see which ones people flock to and use. And then those may become the standard in the future. And that's kind of what it feels like is happening here. Because theoretically, you only need one or two. You don't need six or seven, right? But why do you put them out there? Because they don't know what people want yet. And so I think they're trying to learn. Why do you think when they're opening up a lot of these exchanges, or even if you watch the news, they put the most odd currencies in the market up on the screen. We're still talking about Litecoin. We're talking about Bitcoin Cash. I think the market's evolved so far from where we were just a few years ago when those currencies would be considered acceptable. When do you think we're going to see them start promoting currencies like ADA, XRP to the mainstream uh, audience? That's a great question. You know, you, you, you do see a lag here, right? And I would suspect that because those were in the prior um, bull run, if you will, and technologies are being developed and available, and now maybe they're ready to go or closer versus these newer ones. I think you'll hear more about them in the next bull run as they come through and get further and further you know, development, especially Cardano. I mean, Cardano is going to, I think, lead the pack, or it's going to be one of those at the very, very in the next bull run, I think everybody's going to be talking about Cardano. Don't be surprised if it breaks the top three or four, in my opinion, um, because there's just so many apps, developers developing on it. At some point, those floodgates of development, you know, those apps, that are, the floodgates can be open and those apps are going to hit the market. So I think you're going to see, uh, I think it's going to be the next, next go around apps. Thank you, Johnny. And I did bring some more XRP news for our listeners. We're going to hit you with all this information today. This one's going to be real brief. Ripple enters Morocco through its, I can't pronounce that word, new partnership deal. So they're expanding RippleNet and they're creating more and more use cases for their on-demand liquidity system. This is another example of that. We're not going to dive too deep into this, but the collaboration will announce will enable any of the nearly 30 million bank account owners in Morocco to receive inbound payments directly in their accounts using RippleNet. Of course, the central bank digital currency conversation is going to come up, but I think we've hammered that during today's episode. How do you guys feel about this development? Ripple continuing to expand on-demand liquidity corridors, regardless of the XRP lawsuit. Let's start off with a no defender. Yeah, well, I mean, they've not stopped. They've not stopped a single a single uh, day with with continuing to. Um, improve their business, continue to expand their business. The, the lawsuit in reality has really not slowed them down. I think it's probably made them question their, their uh, ability to stay within, within America, within the United States. And, uh, but as far as everything else, as far as the adoption, as far as what, what they continue to, the deals that they continue to make, they've not really slowed down. So that's, that brings a lot of confidence that, that I think that should tell people that they're very confident in their position. They're very confident in what they're doing. Again, I think that the technology that they're building is is super exciting. I think that what they're what they're uh, allowing institutions to create, and and again, it's all about bringing the payment speed to to what we have today. And we know that payment speed is is terribly outdated, and it needed it needs that that improvement. So that makes me excited. 
Johnny Crypto, we only got a couple of minutes left, but I do want to switch the conversation away from what we're addressing now and just talk about the overall impact of the crypto markets. When are we going to get our next bull run? One of the people in our live chat, Mr. Wright, great listener, says, we always talk about the next bull run. How do we speed that up? Well, we definitely can't speed that up, but what we can do is bring a logical sense of self-awareness around this concept that we're probably not going to enter our next bull run for another two and a half to three years. And I think Johnny Crypto knows a lot about that. So Johnny, why don't you close this out for today's episode? Yeah, I think first of all, the problem with this with this market, and you were asking about, um, you know, you were mentioning that people aren't going to read the flare based on on the comment I made earlier. Um, the reality is, people are in this market because they want to get rich quick. That's it. When you talk to most people, and I've asked a lot of people, why are you in it? And that's it because they saw some of these uh, coins skyrocketing and pumping, and they don't want to miss it. Right? They want to be part of that. So for that reason, it's all about they're here for get-rich-quick schemes. Now, those of us who are not here for quick get-rich-quick scheme realize that we really are, are going to see much happening in this space until regulation opens up. When regulation happens, then the, the floodgates will open up with institutions, be able to put money into technology. And the institutions will vote on what they believe are real-world technologies with their money. That's Their money is going to flow into what they believe in. So always follow the money, and that's where we're going to get a better indication. Now, the reason why I've been following Grayscale is I believe they're one of the few that they're ahead of the curve because they've decided to put their money into it. And we see where they're putting their money in, so we have a little indication, right? And as regulation comes, we may see more and more bigger companies kind of following the same model Grayscale did, and we may be ahead of that. We may be ahead of that curve. So to me, that's what I'm excited about this space is that I think we really, really have a shot to be ahead of this but guys you're not going to speed it up it's going to go along its pace if you're here to get rich quick as coach always says take your money go to the casino put it on red or black on roulette you got a better chance of winning there go buy a lottery ticket don't come here thinking you're going to get rich quick because you're just going to get probably wrecked Thank you so much, Johnny. And I want to close it out with this Polygon. Polygon is actually pumping off the Disney news. So for any of our Polygon holders out there, go and check that out. We're up about 12 cents, 25% on the day. But we're going to close this thing out the same way we always do by thanking every single one of our special guests, which today, well, it's just Johnny and Mario. So thank you both. This was another amazing episode. We're going to close it out the same way we always do. Warriors, rise. Get your shit together, baby. And show us some love. Smash that like button. Let's go. Let's go.